All right, fans, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's been a while since we've been with you, so we thought we would touch base with you leading into NXT tonight, Wednesday as we record this, and then through the rest of the week leading into the Stone Cold Podcast, and uh, I guess the last week before the sell pay-per-view, finally, it's almost here, it's getting close. Uh, This is Aaron with uh, Mr. Silly Sellis. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing good, sir. Just, you know, this time of the year, you think all sports are great. You got the baseball playoffs going. NFL is in full season mode. NBA is about to start up, but then wrestling is terrible. Yeah, I want to talk more about that in a little bit. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, we have two chains reporting live from the movie theater. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? So I apologize if you hear a little background at first. I'm uh, just a little bit early to a movie screening of the room tonight, but... Uh... As far as sports, yeah, the Cardinals let me down, but uh, I gotta give props to the the young boys of the Cubs, they're gonna be probably for at least five years, unless the Yankees come into play and start buying everybody up. (laughs) Don't put it past them, that's all I'm saying, as history has taught us. Um, Go (laughs) Theo! So we really, we didn't really have kind of a format, we were talking about it right before we went on, fans, and we're just gonna kind of you know, shoot the breeze about what's going on in wrestling these days. And I, I, I kind of want to jump off of what Sellis started with. So I watched most of Raw this week, but I have to be honest with you fans, I have not finished Raw yet. I still have another uh, maybe half hour to 40 minutes left on the DVR, and I'll tell you why. I felt very lethargic about watching wrestling because there was so much other good stuff on on Monday night. Watching the Cubs in the playoffs, you know, being a resident of Illinois, a lot of Cubs fever going on right now. It's very exciting. And so I was following that game as well as, uh, I guess, whoever else. Well, there was a lot of games on Monday because you had the, the AL games going on too with the Royals coming back in crazy fashion. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you know, you had Monday Night Football on and what turned out to be a somewhat interesting game, you know, a bit sloppy at times, but it was what it was. Le'Veon Bell definitely taking charge in the last five seconds. You have all this excitement going on. Like you said, the NBA preseason, that's gearing up. NHL just uh, puck just dropped last week. I guess yeah. I just didn't really feel compelled to see the next saga in the Kane-Seth Rollins storyline, which that was the main event, correct? It was. It was. Can you yep. can you just real quick summarize for me what happened? Like, I am going to watch it, but, like, I, I can't imagine I missed anything spectacular. I think I would have heard about it. Two teams, I'll let you go and take that one, man. I don't know. I think like the whole punchline was it was supposed to be like, oh, there's actually two different people playing Kane. There's the Demon Kane and there's the Corporate Kane. Because uh, first, what, the build up to the main event was Triple H and Stephanie was reportedly running late for Monday Night Raw, so they called in Kane and said, "Hey, we're going to be running in late. We want you to take charge of tonight's show. But in, in doing so, we want you to be responsible and do the right thing." So Kane was like, perfect. As soon as he got off the phone, he's like, you know what? He, re- he reported to maybe his secretary or whatever saying, oh, um, tell Seth Rollins that tonight he's going to face, he's going to have a lumberjack match and it's going to be versus me. So then uh, later on in the show, Triple H is up calling back and he's having like some phone trouble. And he's like, hey, Kane, I couldn't hear what you said. Who'd you say the main, main event was going to be? And he was just like me. So and that he got disconnected. He called again. He was just like, oh, you know, who's going to be the main event for tonight? And he was like, oh, it's going to be me. Then Triple H was like, see, you know, I left you in charge. If this is what you do, he said, under no circumstance do you go out there and fight. And Kane was just like, okay. But then the demon Kane went out 
important. And I don't know. Everything else is a blur, I guess. I mean, I think the best part of this match, the X Factor made it appearance, and um, the New Day not breaking character at all. Like they was outside the ring, fooling around. It, it was good to see. But other than that, I mean, Kane picked up a win. Um, it was a clean win at that, and yeah, that's it. Okay, so just so I'm clear about the the cell pay-per-view in a week and a half, here's what we're looking forward to on the cell pay-per-view. You got guy who hasn't appeared since SummerSlam versus guy who appears <laughs> sporadically in the cell. You have guy versus guy from a four-month feud that we're all tired of in the cell. <laughs> you have guy we're tired of versus the champion who hasn't fought anybody meaningful in a while. And you have the divas, and you have the new day. And then which one girl? Everybody doesn't want to see, and one girl is like they're happy a champion, but they're missing the main girl who should be on there. And then not only that, you have a guy who never loses, who has the United <laughs> States title versus the three guy awesome wrecking crew who hopefully will beat him. And honestly, that between that and the taker match, that might be the only two shining lights on that show for me right now. And they've had a long time to build this up because Night of Champions was in like mid to late September. Yep. I guess um, it's just another pessimistic week for Mr. Aaron here. I guess I'm just not feeling it. And, and not only that, it's, it's pessimistic for me too. And I'm trying to think about what is it going to be or what is it going to turn to when we turn to Mania season because when Survivor Series ends – you're really cleaning up all your feuds as you go into Mania season. And the only thing I see for Survivor Series is Team Kane versus Team Rollins. Oh, and once again, boy. if it's like that, it's going to be like, what's the point of having this WWE title if you know Seth is going to retain? You know, who's legitimately going to you know take the title away from? Yeah, man. I mean, they did put a stip on the Cell match uh, the uh, you know at the pay-per-view between the two of them. It's not in the Cell, but um, to where if Kane loses, he's you know loses his role in the authority and if he wins he's the champion so like hopefully we see the end of this there but yeah i could easily see them stretching it out as much as i don't think we'd want that but you're right man like i think i kind of look at tlc as kind of like the last beat before they really do reset but yeah they definitely either between the stone cold podcast or whatever taker and brock end up doing in the cell I would like to hope that we have some semblance of a direction for Mania before we go put money down on these tickets on November the 6th. <laughs> I don't know. You, know. you know what else I thought about, too? Uh, on addition to that, with the Dolph Ziggler and John Cena having that U.S. title match, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we see the heel turn for Dolph Ziggler and have him refight Cena like he did for that feud, what was that, 2014 or 13? where they're now fighting for the U.S. title, and that might end up being your mania match if they build that as the next feud. And I wouldn't mind that. That would be something different. I still maintain that we're going to see Cena and Roman Reigns, but maybe their money match is having that shield triple threat for the title that I've always wanted to. You never know. Ah, it's, it's so... It's so up in the air. Like it just makes it feel like okay, yeah. At one point, you want to say you don't know what's going on, but another point is like, does WWE having a clue what's going on about what they want to book and what they want to say is leading to their biggest event in history as far as capacity that is expected in in Cowboy Stadium in Jerry's World? Yeah, I mean, 
I guess maybe moving ahead to what where we could start to get some definition of this, we have the Stone Cold podcast on Monday night with Brock Lesnar. Uh, Stone Cold was pulled from Raw, although he he says on his social media that he was never booked for Raw proper, just the podcast. Two chains. What do you make of that? I think you just need to just let this one die. <laughs> I, you might be the only person left in the world that thinks Stone Cold and Brock is going to be booked for Mania, right? So I don't I don't see anything to it at all. So let me let me follow it up with this then, man. Um, every WrestleMania ha- at least. You know, the contemporary ones have one to two to three big draw matches, your big money matches. You know, this past one, Brock versus Roman, which ended up being a fantastic match. You had Cena and Rusev, which kind of was what it was. And you had The Undertaker's return. He hadn't been seen in a year. And then you had Sting's first WWE match at WrestleMania. Those were some big draws for what it was. What's the big draw for WrestleMania? What's the money match? Uh, it's going to be Cena versus whomever. He's going to be his own draw. I don't think Cena will be will, will have the title. So uh, whoever has the title will be the other draw. And I'll just leave Ronan Reigns out of that because I think it will be Ronan Reigns and Cena. And then I think um, and then I I think we still tour around with the Sting Undertaker. You know, uh, I think there's no mistake that. Um, Sting DVD has just came out and you know because it's injury things just let it die but they're still trying to keep her relevant as far as with their um, promotions and or like social networks and you know their media so I think I think Sting and Taker will still be an uh, option to play with and um, I also think that in the sake of Ronda Rousey which I'm probably have to let this one die too yeah um I, but I, I will. I won't go against my word. It really all depends on how her next fight goes. But if Ronda Rousey doesn't go, I think Triple H does um, get in the ring with. Uh, I would assume be the Rock, and that would definitely be a draw as well. Too. And then let me ask you this: When's our night, next fight? When's the next fight? I'm sorry, Aaron. When's, it's uh, November nineteenth, isn't, isn't it? What you say? Isn't it's it like, November nineteenth uh, in Australia? Yeah. yeah against yeah, Tali yeah. Holm. I'm. I'm I'm surprised I know that much because I'm not a big MMA guy, but I, I saw that recently. She was on Fallon that's last how, week. That's how big that name is. Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. is a big name. And I know like they're going to they're gonna do anything to get her to make a draw. Uh the, the, for a draw for it. Like like Ronda Rousey has no mistakenly said that, you know, she's pretty much into her career, she's thinking about beyond. And, you know, why not? Why not? Why not go and get you a couple of extra dollars by making the show at WrestleMania? Like you, even if you did what you did last year, but a little bit more interactive. Like you won't be under UFC anymore. Like you'll be done if she, if UFC still tries to, you know, hold her name or hold her captive. She'll buy it out. If not, Reebok will buy it out. Like <laughs> Ronda Rousey will be free to do whatever she wants, making movies. Like even if she has to film that movie at the same time that WrestleMania. When's it going to hurt for her to be excused for a weekend? Well, I think back yeah. to this year's Mania, The Rock, he he hosted Saturday Night Live and then flew that, went to the after party and then flew all the way coast to coast to make mm-hmm. a surprise appearance. Like, you know, there's planes. There's there's ways to make it happen. I agree with you. I, I still would love for it to happen, but yeah, we might have to let that one die too. But you know what we didn't mention, you know, just talking about this, so... 
If all those guys are busy that you mentioned, Brock Lesnar versus who? See what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who's left for Brock to fight. That would be, like, you got the Roman Reigns rematch there. You've kind of got the Rollins rematch there. Um, Cena's already fought Brock a million times. You can't really go there again. Taker's fought Brock, and this is being billed as their last match, the one in the cell pay-per-view. Like, who else is there for Brock to fight? Let, let me look, before you before I answer that. Let me go back a little bit. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say two things, and hopefully this will be on pace of of what mania can make a big draw. All right. So yesterday it was announced that ESPN and Sports Center is teaming up with WWE on Tuesdays. They'll put their top five moments of the week. In my opinion, I think it will be a huge, a huge, huge draw if Ronda Rousey comes on. Mania, and that may headline Sports Center just because of her name. Because I think if ESPN and Sports Center is going to team up with WWE like this, something big is coming down the pipe. There's going to be a huge publicity push for WWE. So with that being said, and maybe I'm just fetching far out that if Brock has somebody at Mania, they need somebody to step up like in a Brock open challenge because Brock said, I've beaten everybody. I've done this. I've done this. One person that they can use coming back that will be a surprise, and maybe I, I hope I, people don't mark out when I say this, but be CM Punk and have like God. two UFC style fighting partners against each other or fighting styles against each other in a wrestling match. I, so, okay, so I can easily shoot that one down because, and I, unless the unless the timing is absolutely perfect, but CM Punk just suffered an injury that's going to delay his fight that he's going to have at the end of this year. Which, which I did hear I, about that. How bad is it, though? Um, he's not going to fight this year, so I'm thinking that's going to okay. push him back into earlier next year. But his okay. name alone is a draw. And they have CM Punk on, like, all of their, like, media packages as far as, like, with the meeting the fans and the Q&As. Like, he's all over the place. So, you know, just like the UFC is using his name for publicity, is which I feel like the, the WWE needs to do with Ronda Rousey. Like, hey, this name is right. It's, she's the biggest woman name out right now, and she just hosted the first female to to uh, co-anchor uh, Sports Center. Like, right. these are big things going on. Like, come on now, look, the movie, whatever movie that she's making, like that that movie's not even going to get no draws unless it has great promotion. And right. if they allow the WWE to use her, but to promote their movie, it helps. Not to mention, uh, WrestleMania is in April. If this movie wants any chance of being anything, like, it really needs to um, use all the promotion it can, because a name alone can't save a movie. Right. <laughs> ask Will <Right>. Smith. <laughs> ask Will Smith in uh, After Earth. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Well, I uh, guess... And, and uh, what's the face that just did Pan? Um... What's his name? Wolverine. Uh, oh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, ask him about Pan. They're getting ready to lose 125 million. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah. <laughs> it's just if, if Dana White's not gonna let Ronda Rousey, and he's sure not gonna let CM Punk on Mania either. Like, I think that's kind of just a non-starter there. Um, I guess. I know we kind of harp on this a lot, and we have to keep playing the wait and see game because it's just kind of is what it is, but. I guess I just, I guess maybe it's my own expectations. I guess I just expected there to be a lot more hype leading into such a big WrestleMania when the tickets go on sale, which is coming up in like, what, three weeks? Yep. And it's just, there's just not a lot yet. But, you know, you do have the cell pay per view, you do have Brock and Taker in the cell. I mean, 
maybe something can kind of stem from that. That's all I'm saying. What well, well, my my markout moment of the century would be is if Sting cost Taker that match. Somehow, <laughs> that would be that would be pretty that would be pretty dope right there. And then you just you just you don't even really need to follow it up until the new year. Just nope. let the let the fans chew on that because you know what that means if that happens. Yep. But you know, you read about how banged up Sting is from that Rollins match. It's like, why were you taking multiple bumps on your neck in that match if you had the Taker match coming up? I don't know, well, man. I just your money match is not at Night of Champions in Houston. It's at WrestleMania in Arlington, Texas. Just saying. Well, well, here's here's a couple of things about that. Um, Sting is not in, in as bad as condition as it's been talked about on that. Like, it's he's not in good, but he's not in bad. Which, uh, you know, he's I think he's liable to wrestle maybe one more time if it's absolutely worth it. I mean, by no means did he have to get any type of surgery like uh, Tyson Kidd or anything. So, right. you know, it's just it's, it's just the age factor and the healing factor. So, yeah, Ryan Amos Green, that will do uh, cryptographic messages until WrestleMania. But you absolutely right. And then, and then think about it. After this Hell in the Sale match, the Taker, Taker needs to be off TV for a while because he's going to have to heal, you know? But... Um, I just I just had a great idea with Brock, and if Brock went against Cesaro, next year is his year to shine. If Brock puts Cesaro over, that's it. I mean, but they won't take a risk like that, though. Even though I would love it, they won't do it. I mean, they probably won't. But I mean, that wouldn't that be something? I mean, there are a couple guys that are like younger on the roster that could legit have a match with Brock and Cesaro. Just by strength alone, is one of them. I think I would love to see Kevin Owens get in there with him, but I don't think it's time for that yet. Especially uh, because yet. I think you got to wrap up that Sami Zayn thing when Sami Zayn comes back, and that's who he drops the IC belt to. And I would love if Kevin Owens won Money in the Bank following out of that going into the summer. Speaking of Sami Zayn, wasn't it um, something reported about him making a comment about TNA or Bound for Glory or something like that? It was. It ended up being a throwback Dusty Rhodes quote is what he was referring to but he is confirmed to appear because wwe starting a working relationship with a group called wwn and uh okay. they have their evolve shows and Sami Zayn's uh advertised to appear not in a wrestling role but make an appearance at their next two shows because i think they're looking at evolve as kind of a feeder system for nxt and i think <laughs> so kind, a minor league to a minor league kind of but it's, it kind of is to the effect of like how vince mcmahon did bankroll ecw to an extent because gotcha. he looked at them the same way i think it's just another relationship like that where we're gonna poach your talent but we're gonna look out for you hmm. okay and i mean if wwe is gonna write you checks you know and you have wrestling promotion you take that because wrestling promotion <laughs> that's tough to run and make money at that's all i'm saying I mean, Jeff, so, Jeff Jarrett's done it a couple times, and if he can't be successful long-term at it, you know, that's all I'm saying. So is there anything that we can look forward to in WWE right now? It's like we're, we're guessing we're opti- you know, optimizing that something will come up, but what about that show that starts on the 26th? I keep on forgetting the name. Breaking Ground, uh, yes. I'm breaking looking, Ground. I, I mean, are we, can we say we're excited about that or Breaking Ground? That's like debuting the Monday, uh, the Monday right after Raw. Yeah, though I think be the one following the pay per view. I mean, between that and I really enjoy that table for three series they're doing. Um, they have one that de- debuts tonight. I, I'm, I don't know if it's before or after NXT as we record this, but um, it's like a WCW veterans reunion. It's Sting, right. uh, Dallas Page, and Vader. Like that's pretty awesome. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
Okay. Why is Vader not in the Hall of Fame yet, by the way? It might be this year. You never know. You think it might be a chance this year? I mean, I think so. He's around, and he... I just think about the amount of time he was relevant and the fact that he worked Japan so much and NWA, WCW, WWE. Like, Vader's... And he was on Boy Meets World. He needs to be <laughs> just for yep. that. That's all I'm saying. Besides that, I don't know. Two chains, you got anything you're looking forward to? I mean, uh... I don't know. I guess I'm looking at how uh, NST starts rebranding uh, their women's division. And uh, I guess I have an eye on what happens with Sasha. But other than that, right now, I'm just going to keep my eye on a rumor report. Keep blasting and promoting our criteria, uh, material, I mean. And, you know, just do what we do close till we get to Mania, I guess. Yeah, man. Right now, you know, I'm a big Sting guy. I got to see my man get in the ring. So I'm pumped for that. You know, the uh, you mentioned... Um Sasha Banks, I really liked what that was one of probably one of my favorite things about Raw, and there was very few favorite things because I'm tired of seeing Kevin Owens wrestle the Lucha Dragons. Um, was they they got they started they started acknowledging that the people chant "We want Sasha" during the Team Bad matches, and like Naomi was in the wrestling and they're chant "We want Sasha," and like Nikki or Brie Bella made a big point about it. I think that's going to be where you start to see these factions fracture off a little bit. Um, uh, JBL definitely played into that if you didn't if you didn't notice. And it, and if it's gonna go like I think it's gonna go, and Naomi's gonna turn on here and get mad, that means Sasha's gonna be babyface. Which means you got Sasha babyface, you got Charlotte babyface, you got Becky Lynch, who I think should turn heel, but is babyface now, and you got Paige going heel. Like those are some cool dynamics. I can get behind that. I just be it, and it's cool to see more than one feud for the divas going on. You know, there's the feud for the title, and then there's the feud with Sasha Banks and Naomi, seemingly. And then you got Paige and Natalia feuding. Like, I can get behind that. That's cool. I think that what I would love to be the next feud for the title is have Becky Lynch turn on Charlotte. I think that's coming. Make it make her relevant. I always thought Becky was better as a heel anyway. I don't, I don't think she was ever truly over as a face, in my opinion, but yep. I just thought she was better as a heel. I mean, I think she kind of works the same way as Paige. Like, it's just, yeah. you know, like, we like you, but you're a better heel. And right, right. I just think they need to do something with her that, of relevance soon because she's going to end up being, like, the next Alicia Fox. We're like, she's a good worker. People know who she is. But after that, you're not going to have the title. People forget Foxy was a champion too at one point. Yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, well, unless uh, they have to do another pipe bomb to, to people to make cases for themselves again. But do we need that just to have it every no. time just to get somebody no. hurt? Yeah, no. yeah, no, we don't because no. it doesn't mean nothing if you if you keep doing it. That's kind of why CM Punk. I think his first run when he after he cut the pipe bomb, he was doing it every week, and it just kind of lost its sting after a while. And that's, I think that might be part of why they didn't really go with him initially after that pipe bomb. Because he didn't have the title, you know, for a long-term run until I think he won it at Survivor Series that fall, if I'm not mistaken. And that's where his big 400-plus day reign began. So I still remember. I was at the pay-per-view the day before he made that pipe bomb at Capital Punishment. I still remember that. And he had a classic match against Rey Mysterio on that one, too. Yeah, and yeah. And he made, he made allusion to that he was going to make, like, some statement. And the next night, you know, here comes the pipe bomb. That's crazy, man. Well, Speaking of Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's decorated again. 
Yeah, he's wrestling for so, uh, Santino's group. Yeah, he won the heavyweight championship. I mean, oh wow! I bet he makes more money doing his own shots. It's kind of like AJ does now that he has the name power. I don't see unless WWE offered him a boatload of money to come back, but they're they I guess they're in talks with Del Rio to try to be the Hispanic star of the company again. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, that's. I mean, I saw that, but yeah, that's not. Which at that point, like, I'm cool with that. I always liked Del Rio for what he was. I I, I would like to see him at Mania next year if they can work that out. But do you think he would come back just as, as strong? I mean, he was a world heavyweight champion and a WWE champion before he left. Can he ever come up to that, to that you know, top of the tier again? I, no. No. Well, I shouldn't say no, but I think he could be a really good foil for a lot of these up-and-coming baby faces. Uh, I think you'll be wasting time. Like, and I, I agree with two champs. I don't think they'll put him up there again. And I think for Del Rio, don't put yourself in that situation where you're not going to be at the top. Don't even do it again after the way they got rid of you. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. How about Daniel Bryan talking about if he doesn't get clean, he's going to go to Lucha Underground. I know where I'm watching on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. How about I, some Daniel Bryan versus um, um, some uh, Johnny Mundo action every week? Or him and that? him and Puma, man, that would be tight. I'm with that. Or him versus Sexy Star, I'd be tight with that too. For sure. But would you be legit scared for him in the ring if he no. went to the underground? Or do I you mean, think- I think you'd always have like that worry in the back of your mind, but at, at a certain point, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Like no one's putting a gun to his head and say, "Get in the ring." Like. He's got money. Right. Like, he doesn't need to. And, and, like, I mean, I guess I'm just not passionate enough about anything physical to, like, put my body on the line like that. Maybe I just don't get it. But, like, if someone tells you that your neck is done if you get back in the ring, like, I don't know, man. You're already- I'm not worried about I'm- I'm not worried about that. Look, how many how many athletes are in way more physical contact sports that keep going out there doing it? Oh, yeah. Football. I mean, yeah, Jamal I mean- Charles now has just – Tore both of his ACLs. His and both legs. He'll be back next shot. year. Nobody's worried about that. Yeah, I mean Frank Gore did it, and look how long he did. He did in college too. At that, tore both his ACLs and had surgery on both shoulders. Yeah, Peyton Manning. I'm sure Peyton Manning played for another five more years. Nobody's going to complain about that. Well, I read. Like, yeah, this reporter like Peyton Manning in the locker room. There was like one of the beat writers was saying it's like a 15 minute routine just to get him out of his pads because he's so beat up. And his toes are like warped to the side, and he's just like, I just, I guess I don't worry about these guys, you know, in this year, but like ten years from now, it's gonna be terrible. He's so much bad shape, man. There's a they're putting a movie out about that called Concussion about the NFL. I read the book that it's based on. I will, Smith. I will never let my children play contact sports after reading that book, man. How about um Thomas Dave, uh first take? I mean that first take uh, his hers today he said he wouldn't let his kids um he's not gonna let his kids play he's gonna donate his brain you know when it's all said and done but he says now he's has trouble you know with uh keeping focus with uh stuff and sometimes constantly stuttering and stuff like that like it's real serious like i watched thomas davis whole career i believe and it's it's that's serious like to hear somebody as successful as he was and Constantly on the field, I don't think he rarely went down. He rarely went down with injuries. Like that one really hit. I was just like, like this is really serious. And I think once 
the concussion comes out in December, and it's going to be around. I think it comes out on Christmas. It does Christmas. that in the new Tarantino movie, and I'm going to I'm going to probably try and just stay at the theater and watch them both that day because Tarantino is no, my favorite no, director. No, no, you have three movies to watch because Star Wars does. Well, too. Star Wars comes out the week before on the 17th, I think, or the 18th. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're and right. And I and I will be there that day. So I I mean maybe I'll stay and see it a second time that day for sure. But <laughs> but, but think about how many random families are going to look to find something to do collectively, you know, during Christmas and watch that concussion movie. Like the NFL, this this going to be some dark days for them after this movie drops. Well, and I think that that's is going to really open their eyes. Oh, like random people going to see like this is serious now. Yeah, and it's going to trickle down to maybe wrestling to an extent too if you think about it because that's just as much of a contact sport but i guess you just don't hear about the concussion stuff as much there not to say that it does or doesn't happen they don't take full-on blast to the face with a chair anymore but um i got it i even got a better idea so look so if 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 you are going to allow your kids to play and um i think no per is uh has any objections against college there's going to be a lot and with college wanting to keep people in college longer if you know that happens to actually get past or whatever there's going to be a lot of people that will just have careers that just end at college this is going to be a make a huge argument with the union for them to start paying these college athletes because they say look you're letting them play for free here they're getting banged up you know they don't they don't have adequate insurance then you send them to the dogs in the NFL, and then by the time then, you know, they're finally like, yes, I finally get money, but their body may not be able to handle it. And then down the line, you just, they're ultimately destroyed from all this contact over the years. Well, like, you, you watch <laughs> you watch that movie, man, because I read the book that it's based on. There's a player from the Pittsburgh Steelers' glory days with the steel curtain. His name was Mike Webster, and he's, uh-huh. a, he's, a, he's a product of the University of Wisconsin Badgers. And they're gonna have him. In the, they're gonna have him in the movie. And I don't know how much you know about his history, but everything they put in that movie it comes from this book. He's kind of like like they they do the narrative of the guy Will Smith's gonna play the doctor and how he found the yep. uh, the brain trauma stuff. You'll you'll see it. But then the other running narrative in the book is Mike Webster and just how he fell apart mentally and what ultimately happened to him. Like it's it's. I mean, I read. I think I read this book last, not this summer, but the previous one, and I was just floored, man. Like, but but you know, to a certain extent, I don't feel bad for watching football, and I don't feel bad for watching wrestling because you know the concussions that they can get there too. You're looking at Daniel Bryan, just kind of going full circle here. These guys all make a choice to make a living exactly. in a sport where they're putting their body on the line. Like, if I understand that the safety precautions can be better, the rules can always be made better, but at the end of the day. I work in a room all day where I don't have physical contact to make my ends meet. You, oh. can, you can do that too. And I, I know that a lot of people use sports to kind of come up from bad situations or poverty, and I get that too. But at the end of the day, you choose what you want to do and you choose how long you want to stay. So that's going to probably be the NFL's argument as well as they're, you know, they're going to tout what they do for safety. But I – Kind of t- turning this back into wrestling a little bit, you know, something that I, I look at with wrestling is look at all these guys that from NXT that are on the shelf right now and look at the type of matches and, like, the spots that they're doing. I feel like a lot of these guys could maybe pick and choose their spots, not doing so much high-risk business. 
Because when you do decide to whip it out now and then, it's going to mean more as opposed to doing something crazy every match. Like the amount of shoulders that are blown out in NXT between Sami Zayn and Hideo Itami. Uh-huh. I think that's just saying something right there. And you look at like the, the pay-per-view calendar, look at how every pay-per-view's got like a theme now. You got one pay-per-view where guys are on ladders. You got one pay-per-view where guys are on TLC matches. You got another pay-per-view where there's guys in the cell. Yep. That's already three big gimmicks, man. Not and out to, of like what well, pay-per-view a month too, and that's a year long. So you're talking about three months out of the year, you're putting your body in danger in extreme matches that are probably going at least ten plus minutes. I mean, just look at Roman Reigns' this year. He's been in the ring with Brock. He's been yep. in a Money in the Bank ladder match. He's yep. gonna be in a cell match with Bray Wyatt. Um he's going through like barricades and tables and stuff on Raw. Like, dude. You're going to run the guy into the ground. Thank goodness Cena's going to take some time off here soon because he's going to be a little more fresh for Mania. Because if you don't have Cena on Mania, you're in trouble, man. I'm sorry. But you know, Cena's beat up too. I mean, how many surgeries and stuff he's had. Yeah, he's keeping himself in good shape, but he's been taking some bumps for a long time. Oh, yeah. I guess I just would like to see them cool down the gimmicks a little bit. Like, I don't mind seeing the cell match and stuff, but... And what's nice is the two cell matches they're doing this year, at least they're for, like... Storyline purposes, they're a really good combination. Whereas, like, you know, the past couple years with the Cell pay-per-view, they just put guys in there who are fighting for the title. It might be the first time they locked up in their feud. It's like, right. you need to have that in the Cell. I think they figured that out last year where the only match in the Cell wasn't even a title match. It was Dean and Seth who had been feuding yep. forever. But let's not talk about how that ended. Yeah. that's the, You know so what, man? Wait, are you... Sorry, go ahead, 2 James. So are you basically saying that they need to do away with like the number one contenders because it it basically is like the people that just, you know, they win a match against somebody else and all of a sudden now, you know, they go against whoever has the championship but really with no build up at all. Well no you know what? I'm in saying opinion, just don't put it don't put it in cell. I really think you should have more tournaments. Like I would have more King of the Ring style matches over gimmick matches. Like have wrestlers wrestle four times in one night. You know, to see if they could win a WWE, you know, World Heavyweight title over all these gimmick matches, just to give something different, you know, because I, I miss that old King of the Ring flavor that was actually a pay per view within itself that you saw wrestlers going out and really putting on shows for three and four matches just to win a belt, you know? Well, yeah, just to, to respond uh-huh. to, to respond to your question, first, I think that, no, I, I like the idea of having number one contenders and stuff, but like if it's their first match and it happens to fall in October, don't put it in the cell. Just because the champions involved. That's <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm saying. But I I agree. I, I would love to see more tournaments and have you have it really build up and mean mean something if you earn the number one contendership. But if you're gonna do a tournament like King of the Ring, you know, don't forget to push the guy. Cough, cough, Wade Barrett. Make sure you push the guy after the factor. It's not gonna get the tournament over either. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of success in tournaments over the, over this year alone in other promotions. So there's no it's no reason why the WWE can be just as successful. And as far as doing it as the pay per view, there's already these many useless um, sub house show or steroids pay per views that they do anyway. So why not actually make one of them worth some? Yeah, I agree, man. <laughs> I just and I don't mind. Like I said, I don't mind them having these gimmick matches, but let's not throw guys in just for the sake of doing it because you pay a price in there and. If it doesn't mean anything, if it's just kind of a throwaway feud or whatever, like like the TLC pay-per-view might be my least favorite out of the whole year because it's just like a bunch of guys like, we're going to have you do table stuff because 
you got put through a table on Raw last week. And like right. it's just silly. Like have one TLC match and like have it with some younger guys that like can recover. Don't put like John Cena in there who's like in his late thirties and is like barely holding his body together to where he's got to take two months off. I don't know, man. I just I feel like they could be working a little bit smarter and less hard. That's smarter, not harder. That's all I'm saying. If oh, Cena, you know, Cena takes this, oh, go ahead, two James. I just had a random thought just before I left my mind. Speaking of younger guys, and I started thinking about Neville saying that, but I know this Neville. is kind of left field really quick. But uh, speaking of Neville, I just realized why um, why uh, Stephen Emil didn't um, come out in an arrow costume because that was part of the big debut. Um, as far as this season's episode, how he came out with a new costume, so they they would have blew it then. Oh. Would have messed up there. Oh, okay. In the premiere episode, I didn't know that. I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. He's now the Green Arrow, if you don't know. So cool. <laughs> All right. What were you going to say? Us? Yeah, what were you going to say? I'm, I'm just saying, if, if Cena takes a couple of months off, and let's say that gives you know people time, and I'm just thinking about Cena, about how you want to keep him fresh. Do you not bring him back into the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I wouldn't. I think that's a great idea to bring him back in the Rumble. And then I guess if you're going to have him go for the title, you know, you can kind of play that off of that. Or if you're going to have him feud with somebody, you know, maybe you start it there. But, yeah, no, I think the Rumble's a great time to bring him back. Like, I think they should be taking guys off TV a little more often when, like, you know, like, unless you really need guys on TV if you've got people hurt. But, like, let, let people take a little time off so that they are fresh again so we're – if we're watching them for three hours every week, not to mention pay-per-views, and if you happen to watch SmackDown, at least you're going to be a little more excited to see folks. Let me ask you, just piggybacking it. off you said, let me just ask this real quick. Should WWE have an off-season from, like, June through August? They have the off-season where, like, SummerSlam could be the season premiere, and it could culminate with the ending, like, of uh, Money in the Bank. So, you know, Money in the Bank is, like, the season ending to see who's going to be the potential champion in the future no don't don't I have like, i feel like we're the all season now yeah. <laughs> well that's the thing it kind of is like a low right now no don't have an off season you have between nxt and the main roster they have so much talent in that company you can afford to give people time off and you still have enough people to fill the tv time and furthermore give some of your like bigger names like veteran guys time off in the summer when people are tuning out a little bit anyways right and, and like Start making some guys. Have someone else like that's new take the strap for a while and run with it, just to like give some people some exposure and maybe make some stars along the way. Like it would have been, it would have been more far more interesting to me to have Cena out the way this summer and have Rollins feud with like guys from the Shield or like shoot, have Neville, a former NXT champion, make a run at him for a month. I would pay to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you could kind of book it like Seth Rollins was the first NXT champion, but maybe we say that Neville was the greatest NXT champion because he held it the longest, and that could, that's the start of a feud right there. I'm better than you. You're better than me. That type of thing. Right. That's, that's all Neville needs to pick up some big, significant wins for sure. But, yeah, I'm with that as well. Yeah. I'm just with that. I'm, I'm with the crazier the idea is, the probably the more successful it's going to be. <laughs> now... Stuff stuff is starting to become so predictable. It's like, oh, John Cena feuded versus anybody he wins. Okay, yep. into that. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. something if like Kevin, Kevin Owens beating John Cena was perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is why two of those three matches are considered match of the years. And it's just like, well, Kevin Owens is on the main roster, which is 
minutes. Like, like you kind of seen that coming, but maybe not. Wow, oh, he won? Like, and the, the arsenal of moves he brought, all of this was fresh. And, like, it felt good. Then Cena started elevating his moves. You liked it. Like, then Cena killed him. Yep. Then the rumors hit that he was never going to be one of the – Kevin Owens going to never want to be none of the top guys. Now, Kevin Owens comes out. And you're like, man, this guy is so good. But it's only a matter of time before the quicksand pulls him in. And now we've got to watch him wrestle Ryback at the pay-per-view. Ooh, that is what's best yeah, it's gross. I want to see Kevin Owens have matches with some some other people than Ryback. I I think his title reign could be really fun, but I don't know. You guys, um, maybe we could kind of wrap up on this because I know Celis, you got a jet here pretty soon. Um, yeah. We we saw that the WrestleMania travel packages went on sale this week, and they immediately sold out, which is definitely a good sign heading into the you know the on sale proper. There are going to be some pre sales. We're going to hopefully jump on those with our group. Um, did you guys get a chance to see like the top tier package? It was like five grand. Did you see what they all what they all get to do if you buy one of those? I, I forgot. I did watch it though, but I let, did. Nah, tell us. Let me run down what I remember, but I don't have it pulled up. I'm just gonna do it because Celis and I were talking about this last night. So you get yep. to go. You get like mania seat. Obviously, it's the first four rows. You get to take home your chair. You get a ticket to NXT. You get a ticket to Hall of Fame. Including a um like a like an hors d'oeuvres like a pre party type of thing for Hall of Fame amongst WWE superstars, you get to mingle with them. You get to go to Raw the night after Mania. You get to go to Access. Access. You get to go to um like learn rodeo skills on a ranch in Texas with WWE legends. You get like merch and meet and greets and like you get your hotel. For the three days in Dallas, and they have a shuttle bus that will take you to and from Arlington for the event on Sunday. And there's all this other stuff. There's something more. Yeah, but I say it's got to be more than that. There's probably more than that, but then there's tiers where like there's less or like the seats aren't as good, but there's tiers of it. Because when I went to Mania 22, my me and my two buddies did buy a travel package. It was like 800 bucks a pop, and we got um. Like it was a lower bowl seat to Mania. We went to Hall of Fame. We went to a meet and greet in our hotel. We got a bunch of merch for free. Um, at the meet and greet, we met like Kane and Charmel and Booker T and Eugene, who was wearing a giant sombrero. Um, <laughs> Kane, or we met Matt Hardy, Victoria, um, Sylvain Grenier, and maybe one or two other people. I'd have to go back and look at my photos, but. Um, and then we got our hotel for the three days in Rosemont, Illinois, which is right where the Allstate Arena is at, which is where Raw was at this week. And I did – I by the way, I enjoyed the promo that John Cena cut about the Allstate Arena because I think it is the best crowd in wrestling, and I'll stand by that. Ask ask Dr. M. He's been to a pay-per-view there with me before. We're not just going to say that you're trying to say a homer a homer crowd on that, but since the Cubbies are in the LCS, we'll give you that pass. Yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> um, but I, I – I think it's a good sign. I, I, I don't think I would ever do the travel package thing again unless I was taking my own children someday just because it would be nice to have it all arranged for you, for you ahead of time. But that's a lot of money, man. <laughs> Five grand or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, I, 
that's that's the savings account, man. And I love wrestling, but I can't spend the savings account on wrestling. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. <laughs> so I guess that's a good My sign. Prayer. I guess at least that, stuff I could do with that. Yeah, at least I guess that's a good sign that they they those sold out and did well. So. I guess I'll be interested to see after like the first two weeks what the initial like tickets remaining numbers are going from there. And I think that might be telling on how soon they book stuff or promote stuff or hype stuff for Mania. And maybe we'll start to get more of what we're looking for, which is kind of some shape for where we're headed for WrestleMania because I don't have the foggiest of clues right now. No. So, um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no, somebody, somebody plug us. Well, I guess, well, well, let me ask this to change real quick. Just let the fans know what you're going to see tonight and, and what's your expectations. Um, I'm going to see uh, the movie The Room. It's, uh, it's based on a novel. I think it's a series, if I'm not mistaken. I kind of looked over it. But I have no expectations. I just read, read a lot of good reviews. And I was just like, hey, why not? Yeah. So comes out next. it comes out next month. So, you know, it's just kind of worth going to see it right now. Right on, Sounds man. good. Yeah, I like Jack. I give you guys the info when I get out. Yeah, man. no spoilers necessary. No, sir. No, sir. Last movie I saw was a week and a half ago. We went and saw The Intern with Robert De Niro, and that was actually how, how was that? It was in, his character is incredibly enjoyable. I did not enjoy Anne Hathaway at all in the movie. Mm. Um, Adam Devine from Workaholics was hilarious in the movie. I really like him. He's in like workaholics and pitch perfect and he's on the show modern family he's a lot of fun let's skip that besides that there's not a lot of move i mean i'm pretty much just kind of waiting for star wars at this point like we were talking about what I, I, five movies right now you need to see <laughs> yep that's one nope <laughs> nah. that's one. i'll, I'll mean, wait till dvd on that the martian you, know, you don't want to see that nah what about the walk the effects of the walk is awesome you know what? I heard people was throwing up when they were seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> people, are, I don't, don't want to see it. I wouldn't people mind seeing the walk, but I I could kind of wait. Also, at the same time, I'm you know, it takes a lot to get me out the house anymore, man. You know, plus we're I'm trying to save my money because we're about to buy WrestleMania tickets for a show that we don't know what is going to be yet. What about Spectre? You gonna miss out on that? You know what? You know what? You're right. Spectre will be the next time I go to the theater because I I I really liked Skyfall a lot. Really, I did. I loved it. I did. I thought it was tremendous. And Batista's in Spectre. Yeah. Yes. To kind of tie it back into wrestling again. I haven't liked Daniel Craig and James Bond since Casino Royale. I, that was the only one I, I love no. Skyfall. One of my favorite yeah. Bond movies. Granted, I haven't seen them all, but I loved it. Well, I guess we'll kind of get back with you fans after the Stone Cold podcast, and we'll kind of give our reactions and my disappointments towards that in terms of WrestleMania. And then I guess we'll preview the sell pay-per-view coming up uh, a week from this Sunday. Sounds good. I'm just glad, by the way, I just want to say real quick that the Patriots-Colts game is this Sunday and not next Sunday because I would not watch the pay-per-view if that was on. We are going to destroy the Colts this Sunday. You guys can book that now. Take it to the bank. Andrew, like, oh, don't gonna, even, don't even show up, don't even show yeah. up. You gonna beat on them guys pretty bad. Shout out to Tom Brady, my fancy football. Shout, Shout out, out to uh, Judy and Adamant. Yes. Shout out to Deion Lewis, <laughs> keeping me afloat. Shouts out to all the Patriots offense, man. We're killing it right now. It's <laughs> awesome. Shouts yeah, out man. to D Wayne for letting his Cowboys 
just be a lamb at the slaughter on Sunday. Shouts out to you, D Wayne. Yeah, I know you're listening. Uh, shout out to the 49ers. How about I, <laughs> you know that was a heck of a game on Sunday. The Niners looked all right. Yeah, can't win. I'm not, sorry you didn't win it. That was a great. I was pulling for you, man. How about the uh, no Panthers? Beat the Seahawks. Yeah, shouts out. Yeah, seriously, well, beat the Seahawks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm checking that out for sure this week. You, we we owe them. They beat us four four times in four years. So yep. We definitely owe them. Yeah, man. We'll figure them out. They're not a good team in the playoffs too. If last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Last year in the playoffs. Uh, Division Y'all had that game too. Y'all you did. I was game. so mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. All you right. Two chains loafed two years ago when the Niners and Panthers played in the divisional playoffs. Two chains loafed on me. You were at that game, weren't you? I was, and I told two chains, you want to go? And, and yeah. two chains loafed. Yeah, I remember you went, and I was like, oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. That's okay, though. That's okay, though. That's okay, though. I'm, I am. More religiously going to be doing random stuff, so I will, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the Redskins uh, Panthers game November in November. So oh, cool, cool. man! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so. Well, anyway, yeah, good where chat. Where can they find us at? Where can they, where can the fans check us out at? Um, at BGB Group on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com/slash Big Belt, and. Besides that, you can just catch us on iTunes. If you could rate, review, and subscribe, we've got some reviews going now. We'd like to see more of what you guys think. Five stars are appreciated as long as you enjoy what you heard, and we know you did. Um, and just look out soon for that big gold belt T-shirt. We're going to be finalizing our Mania T-shirt designs, and uh, maybe we'll have to throw it on Twitter and see if anybody else wants one. Who knows? Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, fans, we'll catch you guys probably early to mid next week with our preview for the cell and our review and my disappointment of the Stone Cold Podcast. <laughs> just calling it right now. Um, but until the next time, this is uh, Aaron with Two Chames and Silas. We'll catch you guys next time on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast.